Disclaimer, the following podcast contains material and language of a strong sexual nature that may not be suitable for minors. While not in every episode, this podcast may contain triggering subject matter that may be brought up without warning. Any information or advice given is for entertainment purposes only. We are not doctors. Please consult your physician with any medical questions or before making any decisions regarding your health. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're really painful, but they're always awkward and difficult. This week, Sarah and I break down breakups. Ugh. So even though that, you know, obviously the person that you break up with is a reason for that. It's never really something that you want to do or feels great, does it? No, no, not really. Typically ever. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, you don't want to end up with someone that you really shouldn't be with. (laughs) So they they need to happen. That's also true. (laughs) But something that was kind of funny on, on the personal level that we were talking about before we hit the record button, that uh, you really don't have any good, bad, or indifferent really breakup stories like I do. No, that's true. That's true. So when we talked about doing the subject for one of our episodes, I started thinking about it and I realized that, yeah, I've always kind of been the like the instigator, the breaker-upper. So I've never been really broken up with. So does that make me like... Am I the asshole? Like, am I, am I the asshole? No, but here's here's the thing. I think no <laughs> for one, and I don't think those people would have been happy with you long term anyway. And I think you're happy with your partner now. So, you know, and I think that I think that you make a really good point because I've been in three long term relationships in my life, and two of them are very serious. And one of those, of course, the one I'm in now, which is very long-term. Um, and the thing about the relationships I've been in, I always kind of jumped into them very quickly. So, you know, I met somebody, but before I really got to know them, it was, hey, we're together. We're a thing. So I think that that was, you know, that's on me. That's not on them. Yeah. So I jumped into it, realized... It wasn't for me, so I jumped out. And that's fair. I mean, you don't want to be in a situation that you don't want to be in. And they don't want to, like, they don't need to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with them or appreciate them. Yeah, you don't feel like you're being gaslit or just used because you're there type of situation. Exactly. But unlike you, I have so much emotional baggage from various breakups. (laughs) I'm going to share a couple. I'm going to share I'm going to share one that I thought was pretty funny, and I'm going to share one that kind of crushed my soul a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So get the Kleenex. Yes. We'll start this with the funny a, one. Yeah. yeah. We'll start with the funny one first. Um, there was a girl I dated, and this was early middle school, I want to say. it was So it, it's kind of like holding hands type of pecs in the hallway type of dating. Um, <laughs> okay. But <laughs> she was planning our wedding. Oh, and yeah, this is—I th- I think it was fifth or sixth grade—and okay. I was at least a little bit of a rational person. I'm like, well, we're we're not going to get married. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> and this this girl just flew like why are we even dating if there's no possibility that we're going to get married i'm like we're 11 <laughs> <laughs> we're dating because if memory serves seth needs someone to buy dime star rings for yes and i need someone to fill the gaps between summer girlfriend so right. I mean, <laughs> So, I mean, that was the funny one. It just, uh, to this day, it makes me laugh because, like, I, I get that, again, ladies, don't be mad. You especially, Sarah, are a bit more of emotional <laughs> creatures. But to be sitting there planning our wedding when we're 11 yeah. and to be so upset at me because I didn't see us getting married. So here's the thing. Uh-huh. I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't think that that's necessarily, like, a female emotion thing. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a product of her environment thing. Uh, but then again, speaking to my other male friends, that wasn't that uncommon. A lot of those girls in that age group thought that the guy they were dating, every guy they dated was going to be the last one. But again, yeah, I think that that's more of a product of their environment yeah, than it, anything. It, I think it is because I grew up in a more rural area, I think, than you did. So these were girls that, you know, probably thought that this might be the last guy they ever dated. And it just, it was well, very strange moms and dads were probably high school sweethearts. In most cases. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that might not have been, you know, beyond the veil. Yeah. But I think, I think fifth grade's a little pushing a little much. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. <laughs> so, uh, for the more, uh, soul crushing one, uh, it was my last breakup <gasps> and yeah. I knew about this one. Yeah, you I don't know, wouldn't. I don't know all the details. You don't, but you did introduce mm-hmm. us, so there is that. I did. I did. So um, I feel partially responsible. Yeah, but you shouldn't, because uh, let me say, things got going very, very fast, um, and it's it's very strange for people in their thirties to move that fast. I know. Usually, they're more of a slow burn for us. I, I think, anyway, based on my experience. I don't know about you. Sure. But it, we were. I don't know. I've never dated in my thirties. Yeah, I know. We were, we were, we were, you know, joined at the hip almost immediately, spent all of our free time together. And it was like, I had never felt that connected to someone before. Like, like I had been in very long-term relationships and I'd been done all that stuff. But man, I I, like, this is the person I'm going to be with the rest of my life. And uh, unfortunately she might tell you a different story, but my story is that, my life, 100%, my life got in the way. I had some problems at home and 100% neglected to spend as much time with her as I was. And I was, I was being aloof. I, you know, uh, we made it, wouldn't answer the questions that she wanted to all the time. And I, like, I would answer them, but I wouldn't be like, Hey, yeah, we could do that tomorrow. I'd be like, I'll have to see. I have so much going on. There's that's it. And I think it's a great case of meeting the absolute right person at the absolute wrong time. And uh, when she finally made the decision, and I don't blame her at all for ending it, I was completely 100% just devastated because I was a high school level of in love with this girl, head over heels, you know, that she was the center of my world, you know, and uh, it's been a bit now. It's been a while since we split up and yeah, it's, uh, been, it's been a minute. Yeah, I was really hopeful that if I like, stayed in her life, then maybe things would change. Like, I, I tried to like text her or message her every once in a while until eventually she ended that. 
And she's like, look, this isn't healthy for you or I, for you to keep talking to me because it's just not going to happen. And that was like breaking up again. And that really, like, I was probably the most depressed I've ever been in my life after that bit of it. Because at least I still had her in my life. But when she cut herself out of my life completely, I was just, you know, the lowest, probably the lowest point in my life. And that includes like losing family members. I was, that was lower than that. And uh, that's devastating. Yeah, I know. But she made the right decision for herself. Sure. That's that sucks for me. And if there's any chance that she would hear this, if she happens to listen to the show, I don't know. She might. Uh, I wish her nothing but the best. I hope she's doing really well. And on my end, you know, I've dated, I'd say officially dated or tried to date two people since that time. And it, it, for whatever reason, it just didn't work because I'm comparing them to her. You know, she's going to be the measuring stick, I think, from here on out. And that is might not be that healthy, but that's where I am right now. And with time, I might get better. I don't know. But I know that I will always carry her and that relationship with me because it was the happiest I've ever been. So. <sighs> oh. Go get a Kleenex. So, it's, it's, okay. it's okay. Because like and I said, for me. I know. I know. But <laughs> it is what it is. We, we, we can't always get the things that we really want in life. But, you know. Okay. So I'm going to. I'm going to throw a couple things out. Go ahead. If I can. Go ahead. Okay. So first, um, I thought you made a very good point when you said that you didn't do a very good job of communicating. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of relationships have trouble. And I know that that's something that I've really struggled with in all of my relationships. Um relationships. There we go. Uh, Especially the one that I'm in now, which is my longest relationship. And it's been a growing experience and communication is something that I've really had to work on. So being able to give, you know, concrete answers to things, to saying, you know, yes, I'm going to do this or no, I'm not going to do that instead of saying maybe or I'll try or I'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is hard. It, it's much harder to give firm, concrete answers. But, yeah. you know, it's what your partner needs. Yeah. And it's like I said. So I, I think that that was very, you know, that was very open and honest of you and and very self-aware yeah, that you I would don't, recognize I, that as as being a failing. Like I said, I don't blame her at all for the decision that she made. It sucks. I wish she hadn't made it because things are a little better now. And I think she'd be happier with things the way they are now. But she made the decision that she made, and it was the right decision at the time. Sure. So that's, you know, so, it, you, life goes on the best that you best you can. Yeah. But, but that also means that you have to move on. I do. I do. I know I do. But it's... Uh, it's just hard, Sucks. you know? Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure I'll get there eventually. And that's why but... I say therapy for everyone. Yes. I love therapy. But, uh, man, I got to tell you, Sarah, our listeners really outdid themselves this time with the breakup stories they sent us. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. 
we will, we will get off the personal track, <laughs> get off that, 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 um, you know, me, uh, Seth being a sad sack. And oh, we'll, Seth, you're yeah, terrible. We will move on to, uh, our listener submitted breakup stories and okay, so good. I've got a one. Okay, go ahead. Can I just throw that one? I'm going to do this one just because I think we need to lighten the mood up a little bit. Go ahead. I love this one. This one made me laugh. Okay. Um, so this, uh, listener submitted, um, they, she earned the name Rocky in high school mm-hmm. because she was 14 and was in her first real quote unquote relationship. Uh, and she says, this guy was in my eyes, handsome and funny. Uh, he was, do, 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 do. oh, he doesn't, she doesn't describe him. Um, so she couldn't understand why he was with her. She kind of degrades herself a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, a little self-degradation. Couldn't figure out why he's with her until she says she caught him kissing her best friend. She was the duff and he was using her to get closer to the friend. Stop, stop. What the hell is a duff? I read this in the notes and I'm like, what the hell is a duff? Um, I think like a, uh, like a decoy. Okay. All right. Like a, All right. Yeah. So like, yeah, he was using her. That has to be some regional term I'm not familiar with. There, I'm, I'm going to have to Google it while we're talking here. Uh, so she says, being the angry child I was at 14, I threw the first thing my hand picked up. A rock. She didn't kill him or really even hurt him, but a whole lot of her classmates saw, and thus she was Rocky for the rest of her high school career. And I think that that is fantastic. That's a badge of honor. (laughs) It's like, don't fuck me over or you will pay the price. Oh my gosh, right? I mean, can you imagine? And 14, that's got to be like a freshman, right? Yeah. Right. So, okay, so there was a movie called The Duff. So that's... That, that, that Hillary, what was her name? Hillary Duff movie? No, 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 no. This was like 2015. It looks like frumpy high school senior, rude awakening, learns that her classmates secretly know her as the Duff designated ugly fat friend. Oh, Duff, okay. UFF. This is where oh, the NBC. A very poor quality. Yeah, this is where the NBC "The More You Know" music should play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> da da da. Okay. Uh, uh, that's sad. It is, but she got her revenge. Wow. So, hell yeah, she did. Screw that guy. All right, so th- this one I thought was very intriguing because it touches on a lot of things. I think it's something we can really chop up and talk about. All right, so you ready for this one? Okay. Yes. Hit me. All right. So when I was a sophomore in college, I dated a guy for the entire year and then most of the summer. We were hardly affectionate at all and only had sex once. About a week before we were supposed to go back to school, he comes over to my house and tells me that he's gay. I was devastated oh. and asked him if it was some kind of, if I was some kind of test. He started crying and said that he was so sorry I felt that way. He never wanted to hurt me, but he didn't realize but this about himself until recently. It took a long time, but I was able to come to terms with it, and we are actually still friends to this day. Oh, that's Man, good. There, there's so much to that. Um, I know a couple of people who would who would identify as homosexual that did not know until they were in their teens or later, for that matter. 
So I could see where the guy is coming from. He maybe didn't understand his own sexuality or was in denial about it. Well, and and it makes you wonder how much of it is denial and how much of it is just because in our society, we don't talk about our sexuality and we don't talk about sex as much as we should and knowing ourselves and knowing our bodies that it really takes trying to have sex with someone for the first time and realizing that you cannot perform or you're having sex with something uh, with someone and having no satisfaction from it whatsoever. Yeah. And if this to person that you're not attracted to that sex. You no, know, this was a, a Twitter question, so I don't really know how old this person is. But if they were our age, there would have been a lot of stigma to being gay at what is that sophomore in college twenty? People, I mean, if being gay at all, I mean, in the nineties may have been a bit of a early 2000s. Yeah, that would have been early 2000s. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know yeah. where they grew up either. If, if there's well, a, yeah. Well, that's, in the, in that's the deep cute. south. I mean, demographic is. Yeah. Or geographic. <laughs> but, you geographic, know. Th- th- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that that one at least has a bit of a happy ending. Like, they're still friends. And, like, she understands. Like, she doesn't really, like. Well, and the fact that he was able to come out at all. Yeah. You know, we, and, we, we, we just had national coming out day recently. Mm-hmm. So, and that he didn't feel like that was something that he had to hide or, yeah, you know, try to fight through or whatever mm-hmm. fucking ridiculousness. And I'd like to think that once he finally realized it, it came to himself that like, maybe she was like one of the first people that he told, you know? Sure. Well, and that then he, you know, once he did realize it, that he was able to find, you know, happiness in a relationship, in a sexual relationship with somebody. Yeah. And then he didn't want to string her along. I think, I think all oh, in all, exactly. this, I think all in all, this is a positive story. Yeah. Like, I'm going to keep doing this. You yeah. know, I'm just going to keep doing this with this person because at some point it's going to click. You're, you're going to be my beard. Like, right. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's not. You're gay. Like, <laughs> We'll be happy. Yeah. Like, there's not... Just go fucking be happy. If only. If only. So, you want to go ahead and shoot with your next listener submitted yeah. bad breakup or breakup uh, story? Let's see. Okay. Um, okay, so this one I relate to. Uh, <laughs> so, this one... Okay, so you're a tall guy. Allegedly. Anyone who doesn't know. So Seth is, um, you're like 6'2", right? 6'4". 6'4". Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you're even taller than I thought. So Seth is a tall guy. So you're almost a foot taller than I am. Um, so I had sex with a guy once who was just over seven feet. Wow. Um, in a car, which actually made it easier because we were in a, city, a seated position. So I was on top. Um, so this listener submission <laughs> was with a guy who was seven feet tall, and this person is five three. And even though they they got along, you know, well enough as far as the relationship went, sexually, it was just no bueno because every time they tried to have sex, he just like the angle 
like they just couldn't make it work. So it was just super awkward. Um, and they just couldn't fuck properly at all. So apparently, like, they just stopped talking eventually and were just reduced to awkward waving. Wow. <laughs> across campus. <laughs> well, okay. So I'll tell you a similar story to me. So that wasn't even so much of a breakup as sort of just a peter out. Yes. It's more of a, a ghosting <laughs> when you can see, when you still have to see each other. Like, I'm going to ghost yeah. you, but you're still going to be around. Um, like, this is awkward. When I was still this size, <laughs> when I was still six foot four, I dated a girl who was four foot nine. Ah. Did yeah. you just like pick her up? Yeah, I like, did a lot, actually. It was a lot of me picking her up and it was a lot of doggy. Yeah. So. I mean, because it would, it would almost have to be. Yes. Or her on top. Yes. Um, and what caused that breakup, this one wasn't so much funny because it was... It, <sighs> Um, <laughs> we were, we were doing doggy and she's a tiny person and I pulled out and I shot a load in her hair. <laughs> so oh. she, she was not happy about that. <laughs> Come in here. It's just, it's not cool. And yeah. it burns and it gets in your eyes. Like guys, pe- people with penises, be careful where you spray. I was, like it name. was, okay. Okay. It was doggy. How did I know it was going to go that far? Okay. <sighs> then again, she's a small person. I should have known better. But. Well, you know. <sighs> okay. Ready for the next? Okay. Yes. Yes. Please. Okay. So <laughs> this one is advice we all need and we should all listen to. All right. I had a former girlfriend tell me that she did not acknowledge the fact I was breaking up with her. I told her several times, I'm breaking up with you. She just kept answering. We'll see about that. We work together. Uh. And he, puts, he, he puts a parenthesis. Big mistake, I know. And I was terrified. Okay, about what guys, she was going. yeah. Don't shit where you eat. Period. <laughs> don't fuck your coworkers. Yeah. Just don't. It's never yeah. good. We but we've all done it. Well, yeah, of course we've all done it. How <laughs> <laughs> else would we learn? But right. anyway, he says he says just telling you don't. <laughs> I went as far as to ask the manager to not schedule us at the same time or days. I was on pins and needles a lot. For a long time, nothing ever came of it, but I definitely learned to never date in the workplace. Now, you know what this sort of reminds me of? Remember that episode of, uh, what was it, Seinfeld, where like Jerry's girlfriend refuses to acknowledge the breakup? She's like, no, I reject the breakup. And she's like, uh, he's like, you can't. This is not something, this is not, this, it's a one-way street. I'm breaking up with you. But yeah, when, he, when I read so that, I I'm never like, really watched Seinfeld, but it reminds me of that um super obsessed girlfriend meme yes yeah (laughs) you said you you said you were cold so i burnt your house down (laughs) i think i threw um some pictures up on instagram actually and i used that one yeah not that one specifically but that image I'm, i'm just curious as to why you'd be why you'd ever want to hang on to someone that so obviously has spoken the fact they don't want to be with you you know, I've always wondered that. And I, I think it's a control thing mm. in some cases. And in some cases, it's a, it's just a psychosis. It probably is. Like just, uh, I don't know. But here's the thing. Humans are weird. If you are in a relationship with someone and that person says, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore, let it go. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. 
And if you're on the other side of that and you tell someone that you want to break up and they say, uh, no, I'm not okay with that. We're not breaking up. Uh, call the police because yeah. they're fucking crazy. And once again, for all the people in the back, don't date your fucking coworkers. Don't date your coworkers. Just and until you've sex. properly mind, vetted someone, don't give them keys to your house. Don't. Wait, is it on, what is it, Tinder? Like, is it swipe right if you like them? Left yes, I want to say yes. Swipe right, oh, yes. God, I'm too old. Okay, so yeah. So don't swipe right and then give them your home address. No, no. Because you will end up in the ER getting a rape kit and they have your address. There are girls that I dated for like more than a couple months that did not know where I lived. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you have on tap for us next? Okay. So, well, now that we've kind of, uh, this is, it's kind of a good segue into this one because this one is, <sighs> okay. So there are people in this world who are not great people. And then there are people in this world who are kind of like, you wonder what sewage ditch they kind of crawled out of. This is one of those people. Um, so this listener submitted, and I'm going to read some of this verbatim just because I think they wrote this really, really well. Mm-hmm. So they say, picture a young Dean Winchester. So if any of you are unfamiliar with that, that would be a character from the show Supernatural. Very good looking young man. Very good looking. Uh, tall toned, tattoo on his neck, striking green eyes, beautiful, made me laugh. My first thought upon meeting him was, this is the first man I'm going to fuck. I was 18, fresh out of my parents' house. I was horny and unsupervised. I just wanted to fuck everything that moved. This guy was the first. Now, he was not a good lay. He kept going soft, wasn't very big, no problem for me. I was just happy to see this fucker naked. So, got along with his family, got along with his mom, his sisters, everything was great. One day, she was asked to help clean out his trailer uh, that he was staying, that he stayed in when he wasn't sleeping on people's couches. So he was a bum, but he apparently he was damn sexy and a well-maintained one. So while cleaning out this trailer, they found a plethora of things, including heroin, used needles, three bongs, his father's social security card, a fraudulent veteran's benefits ID, and little girl's panties. So, uh, he was cut off immediately, broken up, no more contact, uh, stopped talking to his family, period. Her roommate convinced, or I'm sorry, he convinced her roommate that she was crazy for dumping him, so she let him stay in their dorm room. And the next morning, he stole her car. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. 
please. Listen, men, girls, boys, fuck, whatever. I don't care. If your homie dumps somebody and says that they found fucking heroin and children's underpants in their trailer and they don't have children, don't let them couch surf. Period. Just believe yes. them that they're a piece of shit. Cut them off. Not, not someone you want to be associated with more than likely. Oh, my God. All right, so I'm gonna let that. That's horrendous. But I'm gonna let you pick which of the two stories I tell next. Do you want to hear about a messy triad breaking up, or do you want to hear about a childish way someone dumped this listener? Oh God. Um. Hmm. Let's listen. I want to hear something childish. Give me something childish. So. I dated a girl my junior year, and then one day we spent the entire day together, and at the end of the day, she handed me a note saying that she wanted to break up. That bothered me for a long time. That's like firing someone at the end of the day because you got one last day of work out of them. It kind of pissed me off quite a bit. A few years later, she was working with my now wife and told her how much she regretted dumping me that way because I was the nicest guy she had ever dated. (laughs) I have been fired that way. Yeah. And it's shitty. Yeah. Like it, it, it at least up. fire me. Like, like you know, if I, do it at the beginning of the day. You know, oh, and, and the and worst it, part was, was we were on like a weekend rotation. Yeah. So we all took turns working over the weekend and it was my weekend. So they let me come in and work my fucking weekend. And going back to the story. And like then that, canned like, me at the end of it. Yeah, I know that you're a junior in high school, so you're still a kid. You're not really an adult yet. Let's face it, even in college when we were really adults, but uh, to hand somebody a note, I mean, just tell them. <laughs> I hated I that note know. bullshit. I mean, like 16, 17. There's That's like the modern equivalent of breaking up via text. It's like, hey, look, I'm there's not going to sleep with you. growing up there. Yeah. It's better but than it's, Skype. I don't know. At least we have to face the person in Skype. I mean, come on. I don't know, because this next story is pretty bad. All right, let's hear it. Okay, so um, just a forewarning. I'm actually going to tell this entire story later because in the future we're going to do an episode about abusive relationships. And this is a very serious topic that I'm very passionate about. And we're going to go into it. It may even be a two-parter. I don't know. Probably will be. I think so. I think it it needs to be because there's a lot to go into. It's pretty involved. Um. But at the end of this abusive relationship, this person uh, was broken up with via Skype. So they're living across the country from one another. One lives on the East Coast. One lives on the West Coast while they're finishing school and, you know, they're finishing up college and getting themselves set up in life. They're engaged. Um, She's got the ring. Everything's great. And she visits him. Everything's going fine, but then they kind of start fighting. She takes the ring off. They fight. She puts it back on. They make up. She leaves. They Skype. She takes the ring off, tells him, uh, well, sorry. They Skype, but she refused to video chat. Hmm. Uh, and said it would be easier to type. 
she never straight out said that they should break up. Uh, she essentially kind of played around it and made him say it. Even though, like, he didn't want to. Do you know, like, it's it's the whole mind game thing. Yeah. It's like, I want I want to lead you to the point where you're going to be the one that breaks up. <laughs> where where he was essentially the one that was like, you know, so you're saying that we, you know, yeah. this is over. Um, so I take back my thing about Skype. That is kind of a cowardly way to do that, I got to say. <laughs> Um, oh, and they, they'd been together for a decade, by the way. Wow. They'd been together for 10 years. Um, wow. So she asked me um, if I thought we should be together. And anything other than a yes was a no. I responded, I don't know, because I didn't. As she wasn't the woman I had known for almost 10 years. She said, then that's it. Have a good life. I'll mail back the ring. And that was it. Did they ever speak again, I wonder? Do you know? or? Um, I don't think so. I get the impression that they did not. Probably for the best, to tell you the truth. I would. Uh, so there's so much to that fucking story. There's so. I'm I mean, sure. it was such an abusive relationship. But that is just. That's fucking cold. I mean, yeah. that is fucking cold. It really is. And and from what he was saying, like the whole visit had been kind of leading up to that, but she waited until she got, like she left and waited yeah. until she got back and then Skyped him and was like. That could have been done in person very easily. It needed to be done in person. Especially after Absolutely. 10 years, for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, so I have one more to share. I don't know how many more you have, but I have one more to share that is, on one end of the conversation, my end anyway, that, that I hearing the story was funny, but for the person that it happened to, I'm sure it was just really horrible and I feel for them a little bit, but this is the triad story I alluded to earlier. Yes. Okay. So I love Polly. Yeah. So I'm going to read this. All right. Okay. Uh, I was a resident advisor in my college. A lot of college stories this, this episode. <laughs> there are. Yeah. <laughs> The great thing about this was that every single dorm room in my college was a single occupancy, so nobody had a roommate, which is great because I hated living in a dorm. <laughs> my girlfriend and I were very, very, very sexually adventurous. And let's face it, the walls in college dorms are super thin. So the girl, in the, room, the girl in the room next to mine always heard me and my girlfriend going at it. Well, like she says, like, here – like something out of Penthouse Forum, she knocks on the door one day and asks to join in. Oh. Uh, it's not the first time that my girlfriend and I had had someone join us. So we looked at each other and said, why not? This led to six months of a pretty stable poly relationship. Now, I will say that we'd never, ever, ever hurt me or my girlfriend had sex with just her. And we often had sex without her. It was kind of like a, hey, let's invite blank over, because why not? Well, after that six-month mark, blank talked to my girlfriend and tried to get her to leave me for her, because she, oh. was, far more, she was far more interested in being with her than being with us. Oh. My girlfriend, while, having, while being bisexual and having no problems with a woman, was in a relationship with me, she stated, and she absolutely eviscerated this poor girl. She said the following things to her. 
do you realize you were just a sex toy to us? I'm date. I'm dating him, and we are dating you. Understand that, you stupid bitch. <gasps> and like a myriad of things that, at the, at, while I felt great because my girlfriend was defending me, I felt bad for this poor girl. To the point where this poor girl ended up transferring schools because she just could not be there with us anymore or around us. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, again, to to on his end, yeah, that might be like the time my girlfriend defended our relationship. But for that poor girl, that's one of like the devastating things of her life, probably. Yeah. So. Uh, and I think that, that does play mm-hmm. that does play into people's conceptions about Polly, and that it never works out, which it does. There's, I, I know it, it a few. Can. Absolutely. I know a few Polly people who are quite happy in their polyamorous relationships. This case, it didn't. Because he's not with this girl anymore either. The girl that he was dating in college. Well, but here's but, the thing. Yeah. Now, in that situation, it, and friends in poly relationships, correct me if I'm wrong, I would not call that a poly relationship. No, that was having a third. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's okay, I, that, all right. That, 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 that's why I, I told him that too. It's like, that really wasn't poly. You can call it what you want. It's your relationship, but you guys had a third. Yeah, you that's inviting a third into the relationship yeah. because yeah. if it's poly, it, it's poly. That's so the definition of, of of polyamorous is you have multiple people in a relationship. Yeah. So in that situation, that would have been the two women in a relationship together, mm-hmm. and both women in a relationship with a man. Yeah, and I think the telltale sign was they never slept with her outside of the relationship. That that right. to me screams not polyamory. Right. So do you have any more stories or should I give you a couple of listener submitted questions about this subject? Oh. Uh, I would love some questions because I don't have any more stories. Okay, so w- one of those of the questions we had about breakups is, is it cheating if you go on a date with someone because you could not break up with the other person? And not that you couldn't stomach the nerve to do it, you couldn't get a hold of them. Because th- this is his story. This is totally a question. Okay, all right, yeah. So you're going to have to clarify because I'm not, I'm not um, getting it. I fully expected to break up with this girl. I didn't want to date her anymore, and I really wanted to date this other girl. I called her, sent her an email, texted her, even went over to her house and knocked on the door. I could not get a hold of her for anything. The other girl wanted to go to the to there was a carnival apparently in town. Wanted to go to the carnival with me that weekend. Was I cheating on this girl, even though I fully had every intention of breaking up with her before I ever went on a date with the other girl? Thoughts. Hmm. So I think. Uh, all right. He so tried. I think that it's kind of a. You kind of have to look at it from all angles. So the first one is how long had he been dating? Um, he says here he four and a half months. Okay, so they'd been together for a little while. Mm-hmm. How long was he trying to get a hold of her? Are we talking about a day? Two days? He says he all he says is he called, text, emailed, and actually went to her house. Right. So I mean, like, was this in an afternoon? That could have been in an hour. (laughs) You know. 
was it, you know, was it like Friday morning and this girl called and said, hey, do you want to go to the carnival tonight? And he was like, hang on, let me break up with, with my girlfriend. <laughs> so I mean, Because I, then, yes, it's cheating. But um, I, I mean, I, you know, if he was really, I mean, if he was really trying over several days or a week to get in touch with this person and she's being, I mean, it, especially if that was one of the reasons why mm-hmm. he was breaking up with her was because of communication issues. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm that's kind of a tough one. Now, did he fuck uh, the other girl? No. Not right away. That, not until I would he, say no. The, the classifier here is there was nothing physical until I actually had done the deed of breaking up with girl A. But I did go on the date with girl B before the breakup was official. Mm. So I'm going to say that's so a I would gray say, area. I would say it's definitely a gray area. But I would say that if he – if there were – I don't know. I'm at, at least like – if it had been like a week. Mm-hmm. You know, that he had been trying to get in touch with her and, you know, calling, messaging, emailing, going to her house, all of these things. And she had not been calling him back, returning his calls. Um, I mean, he should have said no. There would, there would be other carnivals. There would be other opportunities to go out on a date with this other person. Mm-hmm. And not have it start on this note. Because if he's questioning it, then that means that he's not feeling good about it. There's a, you know, there's, there's something going on in his mind. Yeah, but it could have been just who he is. I mean, like I said, I think it's a, I lean more towards, and again, it's just because maybe because I'm a guy, but he tried, he tried to break up with this girl. He tried to end it before he, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie at all. I have had the next girlfriend lined up. As soon as I break up with the girl, it's happened to me at least twice in my life. Like, oh, she's interested? Hey, uh, we're done. Hey, how's it going? You look good today. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, no, I think I've 100% almost always had something like in the wings. Okay, so I mean you could see his point though then. <laughs> no, and I definitely can. I mean I definitely can, but I also don't try to like dance around you know like if I'm going to break up with somebody I'm going to break up with somebody like I'm going to blow your goddamn phone up until you answer you you don't need to try and find moral justification via podcast right (laughs) well yeah but but again you know if he was trying for a week to get in touch with this person like where are her friends Mm -hmm. is he trying to get in touch with her on Facebook is he calling her like is he worried that she's dead I mean, they've been dating for four months. Like, I would then be concerned that something has happened to her. Mm. You know? So it's funny you mentioned friends because that is the final question that I have submitted by a question about this subject. <laughs> okay. So it's an, it's an am I the asshole type of question. All right? Oh, I love these and I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I once dumped a guy by having his roommate tell him, am I the asshole? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd say you definitely are the asshole, ma'am. <laughs> well, okay. Now, mm-hmm. hold on. See, okay. Okay. I am the 
best fucker at playing devil's advocate because mm-hmm. I can always find a reason. <laughs> I asked for more details, so I have the details when you want them. Okay, so I could see having the roommate mm-hmm. give the news if the boyfriend was abusive. Uh, not the case. She states the that okay. the, the reason that she had the, the roommate do it because they were really close friends, almost brothers, and I really felt that it would coming from him, it would be easier to handle than me just saying that I didn't want to be with him anymore. Nope, that's bullshit. Yeah, You're I, I, yeah, and uh, <laughs> other details. And it was it was only a two month relationship. It was no more than three times to have sex, so it wasn't anything too serious. But still, it probably could have no, been but at least a phone call. That that should make it even easier. Yeah, to tell him to his face. It it is. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I hey, I love that you listen to the show, and thank you for listening to the show. It's a yeah, great question. absolutely. But uh, that is an act of cowardice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. It's here's the thing, and and I'm not saying that I have not been guilty of this because I have 100 percent been guilty. My first, my first serious relationship. Um, I am still not proud to this day of how I ended things. And several years, uh, I don't know, maybe three, three or four years after things ended, I got back in touch with him just to apologize. I mean, it was just through email. And did that, I did was that make, like, did that, did that make you feel better? No, I still feel like an asshole. Did he feel better? Um, he said he, like, he said it helped. Yeah. Because I felt like I left him questioning himself. So, okay. Um, let me go back to, to, back to the beginning of the show and my painful breakup story. Yeah. If, if this person had, would, uh, one thing that I would love to hear from them, if at all possible, and it would really soothe my soul and help me move on, would be like, I don't regret the time I spent with you. Mm. I think it's a big thing. Is like if, if you regret the time that you were together, then that's terrible. You, it was a shitty relationship. Oh, sure. But it, I feel that like if I could hear like if I could hear her say the words or even get a message saying, Hey, look, I really I enjoyed my time with you. I don't regret the time we spent together. It was really great on and great until it wasn't. Sure. That would go that, that would go a long way from my end. Well, so I and think, I think that that's that's what you should strive for yeah. in a relationship. And and I think that that's what I had with my first serious relationship that we had a good time while we were together. And when I ended it, I did a shitty job. I made him feel like crap. I made him question himself. And the job he was doing and the quality of partner he was. Mm-hmm. And that was not right of me. And so I did go back later and I apologized and I took responsibility. I grew up a little bit <laughs> and got to know myself a little bit better. And and I did. I, I manned up and I took some responsibility for it. And he said it made him feel better. I still feel like an asshole and I probably will for the rest of my life, but yeah, but you know what? You, you learn know, something from in, it. Exactly. And in the case of, 
you know, this listener who had the roommate break up with the partner. Here's the thing. When you're with someone and you're sharing emotions and you're sharing sex, you're you're sharing your body with them. And I've told you guys that I have no problem sharing my body with people, but it is still a very intimate action. Mm-hmm, and if I'm going to go through that very intimate action with somebody, then I am going to have that respect for somebody to be honest with them. And so, if I want to end something, I'm going to do it to their face and it's going to be me doing it, not your, through somebody else. Put yourself in the roommate's shoes. Me personally, there's no way I would have done it. I would have told her to man up and do it herself or woman up and do it herself. <sighs> There's no way in hell I'd, I'd be the one doing her dirty work. I don't care how so much it's going to... So here's the thing. Yeah. If I were the roommate... Mm-hmm. So if I had a roommate and you came to me and you had been dating my roommate and you said, hey, I want to break up with your roommate, will you do it? I'm going to look at you and I'm going to be like, you're a piece of shit. Fuck the fuck off out of my face. Yeah, I'll do it. Because here's the thing. If you're already the person who's going to come to me asking me to break up with your girlfriend. I don't trust a single thing that's going to come out of your mouth. That's actually, that's actually a very, very fair point. So now at that point I'm in protective mode. Like now I'm, I've got my friend's best interest in mind. You become mother bear all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't trust you with my friend anymore. You're no longer invited into the clubhouse. So is there any final thoughts you have on breakups before we start giving out the socials once again? Um, I mean, really the biggest thing about breaking up is it fucking sucks, guys. Nobody likes getting broken up with. And I mean, unless you're a really big asshole, you don't, most people don't like breaking up with their partner. Even if they really don't like their partner, it's a change in their routine. It's a change in their life. (laughs) It may change their friend dynamic. They're going to be answering that question. Oh, where's Robert for the next? Yeah. You may lose friends in that situation because there's always the mutual friends might pick a side. Well, exactly. Exactly. Um, You know, and if they, been around for a while, family functions, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, everything that you go to for the next year is going to be, oh, where's Robert? Where's whatever? Um, You know, so it's, it's not fun. It fucking sucks. So the best thing we can do is be nice to each other. Broken hearts suck. Yeah. Emotions fucking suck. Hurt feelings suck, but threatening to kill somebody, stalking somebody. Or threatening to hurt yourself um, if if they don't stay, too. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, threatening to hurt yourself, threatening to hurt them, threatening to hurt their pets, their property, their children. Um... I mean, they're, the, the stories I've heard are just out of this world. Horrific, yes. Things that come from breakups. And nobody 
Nobody in this world, no matter how much you love them, is worth your life. And if you are ever in the situation that you feel like you don't have anyone to turn to, if you are coming out of a relationship, if you are going through a bad breakup and you're having feelings that you want to hurt yourself, that you know, you're feeling hopeless or helpless or lost, you're not alone. People have been through it before and have recovered and there is hope and you're not helpless. And there are people who are here to talk to you. Um, The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24 hours a day. Um, They speak English and Spanish. Uh, I believe that there are other crisis hotlines that have other languages available. There's even a texting line where you could text. They do, yeah. They have a, a chat line. You can go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. You can call 800-800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. And that's te- going to take you to a counselor 24 yeah. hours a day. And like I said, from the texting type, you can text HELP to 741-741. And that'll get you with a counselor on the National Suicide Prevention Hotline that you can text with if you're more comfortable mm-hmm. doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have options, okay? You are not alone. You are more than and, this relationship. Oh, fuck yes, you are. You are more than the person that you're with. Yes. You are beautiful and you are worthy. No matter how you're feeling right now, no matter how your partner is making you feel, you are worthy and you are strong and you are going to get through it. Things do get better, no matter how bad of a breakup it is. Things they do. do. It, it may take a month, it may take a year, it may take five, but you and I are both living proof that eventually you, you get through it. So, you and you know what? We're here for you too. And this Fuck is also, yes, we are. so if if you need help, if you want to talk to us, that's what our yeah. email is for. Seth and Sarah Podcast at gmail.com. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to I you. I will talk to you. Yeah. I will also talk will to I. you. I will talk to you mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely. At Pod. You can send us a Facebook message, look up our Facebook page, and we'll talk to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. If you have questions, if you want to submit a question for the show, do that there too. It's not just the heavy stuff, more brevity. Said, hey, I want to talk about this. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that weird thing you did that one time in Albuquerque, you know? <laughs> but uh, this was a little heavier show than we've done in the past, but I think it was worth it. I feel I that people are going to learn a lot from it. I hope but, so. Uh, it's about as good a place as any to wrap it up, I think. Don't you think, Sarah? I do. Just fucking love each other, people. Yes. But not Be the nice. wrong person. But not the wrong person. Not the, the wrong, wrong person. person. And if it is the wrong person, that's okay. Move on. Because yeah. there, there are could, loads of other people. There could be the right person or right other people out there. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. 
So we really don't have a plan. We don't know what we're going to talk about next, but I certainly hope. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't have a plan for episode five. So keep an eye on our socials yeah. so, because hey, we're going to announce it. Suggest some things that you want to hear from this show. Maybe you can program episode five. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. But as always, we have to thank our wonderful producer, Franklin. Thank you so much, sir. Franklin, thank you. And the amazing Bradley Arl for our sensational music. Bard. So like I said, I don't know what we're talking about next time. We'll figure it out. I don't know either. It's going to be great, though. Whatever it is. Join us next time in the sack. With Seth and Sarah.